Right, hi everyone and welcome to Health Points. I'm your co-host Ben Wilkins and with me today is Pete. Pete, do you want to say hi? Hi everyone, I'm Pete Jenkins, co-hosting with Ben. And today on the podcast we have Victoria Ickersley Batters who is here to talk on Health Points about her views, opinions on gamification and health. The reason we invited Victoria is, well, Victoria's now got up to 20 books on gamification. Although she is a self-confessed non-gamer, uh, she's written so many books that we wanted to make sure we had her understanding of what her view of self-gamification was and what role it could have in creating healthier behaviours in people. Victoria, do you want to give kind of a little intro about yourself so the listeners can understand more, a little bit more about you? Hello, and thank you for having me. And, and um, yes, uh, well, I'm, I, I must say I stumbled into it, uh, into this topic of self-gamification. And I started using the, the word and then found out that I was the first to use this combination of self-help and gamification. It started for me with writing, but then I uh, was curious what else could be. And uh, I have different uh, health conditions, so I was also curious how I could... Uh, turn my habits, uh, my healthy habits into games. And uh, at some point I turned my whole life into games and share it with others. So, and I love writing. This is my favorite way to express myself. So this is how I do that. But I also create some video content on that. So, uh, and I hope to be of, uh, to bring value today and to uh, share whatever I know, <laughs> and um, also uh, hopefully inspire others to try these possibilities for themselves. Amazing. Brilliant. Thank you very much. So kind of looking into you and kind of 20 books is no small feat in its own right, but one of the things you do describe yourself at is as a non-gamer, but also a life gamer with an approach of self-gamification. So it'd be great for you to give a description of what you define as, as self-gamification and what that means in terms of the potential for other peoples to adopt it in creating healthy behaviours. Yes, self-gamification is basically is a gameful self-help approach. It embraces three approaches together, and it is anthropology, Kaizen, and gamification. Um, I discovered them, as I mentioned, I started um, turning my life into games with writing, and later I uh, enhanced it to other practices. And my first game that I played was called Five Minute Perseverance Game. So basically, I was doing something, a project or an activity just for five minutes a day, recording a point and then doing the next day. And I was surprised how much I managed. For example, I wrote in one month 6,000 words just by five minutes every day. And that was mind-blowing because it's not much to write every day a little bit, you know. So, um, and I realized that in this behavior, I was doing three things. I was being aware of what is happening. So there are many different techniques like mindfulness, uh, but I like the, the approach by award-winning authors Ariel and Shia Kane, and their approach is anthropological. So, so they say, observe yourself as a scientist, um, as an anthropologist, as a culture of one, you know, and all the thought processes that happening. So this is my favorite approach to living in the moment, to being here. So this is the first step. Be aware. The next step is to break everything into smallest 
steps or into smallest bits, even rewards. So don't think of a huge, you know, uh, reward for yourself. Like, for example, if you lose weight, then you buy something new. But actually appreciate every small bit, uh, every small steps. And this goes Kaizen way. And the whole Japan was uh, uh, rebuilt after war using this approach with small steps. And lean management is is leaning onto this and um, a lot of uh, life coaching is going also with mini habits atomic habits they all rely on this you know approach of doing everything into small smallest bits and then the third approach is gamefulness playfulness gamification and using fun as compass meaning that you reward every step on the way uh, in gameful ways, but you also see how I can do this small step in fun way. And this is where I think these three approaches come into amazing synergy. Um, and I call it like a three in one tool. It's like a Swiss knife, you know, this Swiss army knives <laughs> with a knife, spoon and fork, three in one, you take it on the hike and it's very useful. So this is what it is about. So this three in one tool, being aware, small steps, and being gameful and playful, they are amazing in, in any situation, in, at work, in leadership, in maintaining healthy habits, in anything. And it's um, actually self-gamification. It is not about planning something, you know, for uh, upfront and for a long time, but actually being every step of the way, you know, gameful. And uh, just to conclude this, uh, there is one important feature in this is that we are both the designer and the players of our self-motivational games. And self-motivational games, um, I, I call these to be projects and activities. So a habit could be a self-motivational game. If we turn them into fun games, then the motivation is like available, like on tap because we are resourceful, we are gameful, and so on. So this is what self-communication is. Um, yes, three-in-one tool. There's quite a lot there, isn't there? Yes. <laughs> the, the bit that strikes me immediately is how much work is it or how much of a habit is it that you need to build in terms of actually breaking tasks down into smaller tasks? Because, for instance, I tend to think of it just a big task and I fail miserably to break them down into smaller tasks in order to get them done. Yes, it's it's a great question. And actually, well, um, it is available immediately, but it's also your lifestyle. So you uh, like being here. It is uh, something that you can tap into immediately, but it's also accumulative as you as you progress. And there is a, one great quote by uh, Robert Maurer, and he's uh, my go to author in terms of Kaizen. He is a professor at UCLA, uh, and he has written two books on Kaizen, one for project managers and one for, uh, for lifestyle and for personal application of Kaizen. And he said something brilliant. He said, if you resist a step, however small it is, then the, the step is too big. So if you see that it is, you resist it, then you have to break it further down. But if it's effortless and if you want to do it, you know, right away, then this is the correct, you know, uh, size of it. It can be just a few seconds. Uh, so if a few minutes are too big, then break it further down. Okay, that's good. I mean, basically every step I have in my diary is too big then. Yes, probably. <laughs> this is why I recommend sometimes those that we resist to rewrite them. So if you resist to say, write a chapter of my book, then say, okay, write a paragraph, write a sentence. So, and that is 
going. Um, just today, I uh, resisted to work to write an article, a short post, blog post, and then I said I will set five, five minutes, and I wrote a short uh, blog post, and it went out, and I felt so much better. I agree with you because sometimes I give myself. I've got 30 minutes, let's just get it done because I've been holding on to this task all day. Is it less gamification? Just give yourself those little kind of windows to go, let's crack on and get it done. And that's the motivation that spurs out because you've given yourself a time restricted opportunity to go and make something or create something. But it's very gameful. It is uh, in games you have the yeah. you know the timer ticking, yeah. and actually I have I don't have only an app. I have a timer as a gadget. <laughs> on my, uh, it is helpful. We have two at home, and you know tick, uh, measuring the computer type for children, it's perfect to have the <laughs> the timer. There are no discussions there. But there are also this kind of gadgets like um, dice. Die. You know if I you know, think or oh, timer is too boring, then I roll a die and then see how many minutes. So it is about supporting myself. So it is about being gameful right now, not some time, but, you know, here and right now. And uh, it's also about um, being playful, being resourceful and, you know, not um, like game designers. They try different situations and when they play a game, they think, hmm, how would I change it? <laughs> so how would I tweak it, you know? Because they're always creative and this is what happens also to writers as well. I think this approach is brilliant in, in life, in maintaining habits and uh, um, yes, because you keep on developing. The problem that we think uh, we should do when we maintain a healthy habit is uh, is that we find an approach and then we think we have to stick with it for all the time. And then we find ourselves actually leaving it. So we use, we maybe find an app that can help us, you know, to track our habits or a journal. And then suddenly we forget to record those, you know, steps or we uh, then stop actually exercising altogether. But the problem is, is that we forget that we should change. We, we should keep ourselves being engaged, excited. In games, for example, the famous games, they always keep developing the games, you know, to keep the uh, gamers to keep learning and keep engaged. And if we have the same uh, habit tracker all the time, it's boring. <laughs> so, I, I, the idea of, I, I think the idea of the dice and just the element of random um, and yes. just suddenly it's not your responsibility, it's down to probability and chance. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna be active for whatever amount of time or I'm gonna do this healthy behavior today is completely down to chance and therefore I'll just do it. But also it keeps changing all the time. Uh, one of our other guests was Adrian Hon from Zombies Run and very similar feedback was that because the narrative keeps extending and keeps changing every time yes. you, you play and run with Zombies Run, that's what keeps you engaged because actually it's a forever changing and forever exciting way to create a habit. Yes, absolutely. And we can create, uh, keep create such an environment for ourselves. For example, if we have, we definitely have several other different healthy or um, well-being habits, like maybe to read something, to go for a walk, to move, to exercise and so on. We can consider them as a collection of games that we have. You know, we have at home, maybe each of us has a collection of board games that we love. And then we say, okay, what do I want to play now? So, <laughs> so to approach this this way, because we don't have, Zombies Run is a brilliant environment and, um, but we sometimes cannot uh, create something like that by ourselves because 
we have let uh, our to-do list, what to do, and we need to learn to be uh, creative in such a way like they do by Zombies Round in our own lives. Maybe to see this exercise in the new way, you know, like create a new game out of it. So, so this is what we need. We need to be more creative and uh, yeah, for ourselves. So I'm really interested in that. So if one yeah. of your first self gamification habits was your habits for writing, yes. how have you changed the game around that over the years or months to keep it engaging? How have you oh, done it? Yeah, it's it's changed uh, in many ways. Sometimes I had uh, different parallel uh, projects in gen in in parallel, so I had different like a collection of games just for writing. Now I have a so 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 called candy project, <laughs> a candy bar project that I love and enjoy. So I uh, or I also call it an ambition project game. So that is the one that I even allow myself to work on weekends. So in the um, in the breaks between, the, so I don't do any other work, but this is the only work that I allow myself, you know, to be creative. So the, that is. Um, um, I, I don't, I used to uh, write the word count. I don't do that anymore, but more, mainly it is about, um, uh, yeah, measuring time with a timer or uh, just, you know, um, I have read and edited um, uh, a page, then I record something. Um, I, I have also aching joints, so I cannot sit too long. Uh, so I, print out my chapter and I walk around and edit walking. And then I give myself points for walking and so on. But I never keep writing the points rigid. So this is this is the thing. I, it's not about accountability. And this is what I try to, um, to emphasize. Uh, many writers actually try to be, to keep themselves accountable and to, you know, increase the word count. But this is, throws you out of the game because you start judging yourself for not doing enough but you might not be well enough on that day and on so on but if you support yourself and um there, there is a game i use called project booster and this means that i just take a scrap of paper and start putting a tally for whatever i have to do for example if i write a paragraph one you know a line if another paragraph another line and i have five and i say ah yes and it is motivating and as soon as i'm in the flow i forget the points and i throw away the scra scrap of paper and that is why i call it project booster so the goal is just to boost me into the flow so there are a lot of different games that i support myself whether it is writing or another i just try to be creative uh, in that so and i don't try to uh, you know, to keep the rules too rigid and so on. So it is it is about being kind to myself. And this is what uh, self-communication is about, being helpful, honest, and, and helpful at the same time. So all three in one. That's nice, actually. You don't often hear kindness as a game design mechanic. <laughs> So I like uh, that. Yes, yeah. actually, uh, I've been. Uh, thank you for saying this, Pete, because this is something I'm uh, really passionate about. I'm thinking to write even an article saying what genuine games actually mean, because I think that anything that calls a game but is manipulative and unkind is not a genuine game. Uh, it is something that tries to, you know, uh, disguise a game, but it's not a game. It's it's uh, games usually, if you see in the history and also just how, how we behave when we want to help our children, you know, 
to you know to make them happy so we suggest a game if they are sad so let's play a game this is uh, the genuine meaning of the game to make someone happy to to create emotional experience and they will learn through this of course but it is about fun and happiness Fantastic, Victoria. And I mean, to get to 20 books, there's no the techniques and the game mechanics you've applied to yourself to for your motivation is working. How where have you seen great examples of that working for people's healthy habits, not just your own, but other people's? Or, or where can you see these concepts, these methods being applied in other areas to create healthy behaviors at a population level? Yes, um, I think it is if we increase awareness what game design offers, like using the game vocabulary more often, you know, and also um, make people aware that they are game designers. There are all these brilliant uh, softwares or platforms and, and apps um, and people can use them like Zombies Run or Healthy Wager or Habitica and so on. There are so many great examples and they can use them. But this is just one platform. It's not that um, they need to be aware that they are ultimately the designers of what they do. So they can use one approach, they can use another, they can use parallelly several, you know, and, and have, you know, fun in this multidimensionality. This is what we do with games. We play short, explosive games, and then we play something long and really sophisticated like terraforming Mars. So it's, uh, you know, it, it there is time for any game. And the same is with uh, building the habits. And I read an interesting review of uh, the work by James Clear uh, of, uh, he has written Atomic Habits. And he also created a habit journal. And this journal is basically, it's a blank journal with different fields. And there is a guide guidelines at the end. And there was one reviewer say, actually criticizing that. Um, he or she was expecting um, the, the precise guidelines, you know, into how to do that. So not only guidelines, but really fields written like some of the habit journal, journals offer, but he doesn't. Because he also says in his book, it is up to you to design your habits for yourself. And this is what we need to do. Uh, we need to make people aware that they are the designers and also to give them the possibility to, you know, to design. And I see that uh, I'm really happy for my children because they learned that these storytelling tools, even like they design their own games and so on. It's, it's really wonderful for today's generation because they have these uh, possibilities. But we need also um, our generation, you know, to, to bring the, those, um, those tools like saying, you have a goal in your healthy habit. What is the quest behind it? What is your mission behind it? Whom are you saving? <laughs> you know, when you already ask this that way, you see people's eyes sparkling. It's like, oh, interesting <laughs> when I look at it that way. Or for example, rules. And I find the, um, the definition by Jane McGonigal very helpful of games. She says that uh, games have four com core components. These are goals, rules, feedback system, and voluntary participation. And voluntary participation is something that you, uh, when you agree to all the above three, so goals, rules, and feedback system. And, um, and I hear in gamification community and anywhere that uh, um, points and badges are not enough, and they are not enough, <laughs> you know, and also not enough in, in turning habits into fun games. But if you have the balance of all three, of goals, of rules, and feedback, 
then you suddenly, you know, you, you got more, more motivated. So what is the quest? What are the rules? If they are not funny enough, um, then make a silly one, <laughs> like writing under the desk, you know, take your old gadgets right under the desk. Uh, that's how uh, my son was mot motivated at school to read. They uh, they got a plan uh, to read in different situations, like under a duvet, under the desk, outside when it was dark, mm -hmm. and it was so exciting. And this is what we can do for ourselves, like, uh, yeah, read, write maybe on the floor. Uh, you know, it already gives another perspective. So it's a silly obstacle this is what I, the game's about they bring all obstacles unnecessary obstacles and that is why they are fun so what could be a necessary obstacle in for me exercising today maybe running backwards instead forward and so on so this kind of things we can uh do for ourselves everything like that when i was quitting smoking a few years back ah, okay to go and have fun and not smoke a cigarette wherever I previously had done one. So it made me go back to like great nightclubs, clubs, restaurants, all sorts of things. And actually it was a lot of fun. And the only thing I had to do was go there and not smoke. That was great. Yeah? That, so is, that, was that is a great example. Yes, because yeah. you see them completely differently. Because when you have those, uh, as as uh, we call, uh, bad habits, but they, they, they have some immediate gratification. Uh, that when when we see them a new light and actually bring fun from another perspective, then we don't not, we don't need them anymore. Also, you need to overwrite the old habit. So you've got to go to that situational scenario, and then do it without the bad habit, but in a new way. Absolutely. Which is one of the other things I liked about it. So it'd be like with the writing game, going somewhere where previously you've had a writer's block, yes. and then writing something that sort of thing. Exactly. And writer's block, it actually disappears as soon as you, again, break it down to small steps, bring fun into it, and even start writing like, I have no idea what to write. And when you just write down this sentence, suddenly it's like, I wanted to write about that, but I don't know. And then suddenly it flows. So it's, uh, yeah, it's just amazing how if you just start playing the game. And this is why I like the game analogy so much. You know, we are afraid to in real life activities, we think, okay, um, if I do just a little, I will not be good. But actually in games, you just go ahead and try it. You play test, you know, you're, you're curious, you know, what will happen? And I noticed that if I just give it a chance, like in a game, then I, sometimes I cannot stop <laughs> and just do, do the things that I thought that I wouldn't be doing. I completely agree with you, but playing devil's advocate, I can imagine when I was working clinically or whenever roles when I was doing health promotion advising, if I told people they need to now go and design their own games, they're just going to walk out the room and they're not because they're going to go. The amount of time it's going to take me to even think about about the rules and how it kind of how it's going to work and the time is going to happen, I'll, it will just be a flat no. So kind of and it's already a challenge to get people to be healthy without feeling that you're adding more tasks on their plate to figure out what are the games behind their activities. How do we take these ideas, which we, we know game mechanics work, we know gamification works to create behaviors, but how do we put it forward to individuals with long-term health conditions, trying to create these healthy behaviors in a way that feels achievable as well? What, what should that look like? 
um, uh, the the bad news in this is that you start with yourself. <laughs> so, and the thing is, approach everything gamefully. So you um, sometimes you even don't need to mention that it is a game, but actually, like um, for example, at projects where I was just doing the telly and people were asking, "What are you doing there?" and I explained that they laughed, and they would say, "Oh, she's playing a game with the writing a report," you know. So. Um, or just, you know, um, when I was teaching languages, uh, I took a die and said, okay, we will introduce ourselves, but introductions are always daunting, you know, if the 20 people you don't know and people are reluctant, I said, you know what, we will roll a die and as many sentences as there, you will introduce yourself. So if there is only one, there is only one sentence. And uh, if six, six, and then the, all the others started counting and we were laughing at the end. So. It, it's just that those when when you start working with someone and want to uh, to communicate a gameful approach, then this approach when you do that also should be gameful, because turning project, turning anything gameful ha habits or whatever into games, it is a game in itself. <laughs> Any process. So if if you turn something into a game, you also need to turn the you know the process into a game, and the gameplay loop in there is basically be aware what is happening what is uh, how am i feeling how is the person feeling are they frowning are they what so uh, a smile could could help you know and then the small step what could be the smallest step that i could help this person now even like hello good morning how are you uh, yeah uh, did you have a long way to come this uh, maybe not sounding very gameful but if you look in the games what happens they the old processes all uh, like this uh, video games like which are like simulations uh, of from life they are they are simplified so they limit and everything simplified <laughs> you know and this we can do it in any process and then the fun the gamefulness so you every this three steps so be aware what's happening what is the reaction of this person? How can I help? How can I make them smile maybe, <laughs> you know? And maybe you can ask them and, oh, you can say, we can play a little game and, you know, use dice or cards or whatever. But, uh, you know, this is this goes like uh, into breaking down anything big as a game into small, because when you start being gameful in the process, when you work with someone, they will start wondering later, how they can do that for themselves. Uh, so I actually, my my work in or my 20, 20 books or uh, in, in on the topics on turning uh, into fun games, it's uh, about 10. I didn't, um, I didn't plan this to happen. People start, started asking because uh, I was doing something and it was working and they asked what are you doing? And then I started hearing about gamification, Kaizen, and I was already approaching my life anthropologically. So then I realized, ah, this is what it is. And this is how I kind of started more and more um, sharing. But I also see others, pe other people who share their experiences with me. If they do that themselves, this is the best way to share, you know? So so just bring it here where you are with nothing more explicit. As I, as I mentioned, just uh, have this gameful gadgets, maybe some cards like my my children has have discarded some disney cards and i use them in my daily life as well and think okay how can i 
define my power today or my passion today. You know, like the football cards, they say like attack and so on. So, so I'm considering like those kind of things when I feel down, okay, what is my attack today <laughs> number? And this kind of thing. So it's really about being playful and gameful right now, where you are with what you have at hand. Okay. Um, in that case, I know you say you're not a gamer, Victoria, but I would love to know, do you have a favorite game, whether it's a board game or I spy? Do you have a game that you would, as a, whether it's at Christmas time or a family event, that you have a go-to game to enjoy? Yes, well, um, I am, um, why I say I'm not a gamer, I don't, uh, when I want to relax, I rather take a book than play a game by myself. So I'm not a uh, in terms of single player games, I don't play games. Um, but I say actually self-motivational games like writing, these are my favorite single player games. <laughs> but uh, but to, uh, with my children and my husband, I love playing games and we have a, a huge collection. I mentioned also Terraforming Mars. Uh, but uh, there are two right now that when my children ask me what I want to play, then I mention it. It's a uh, I actually brought you. Thank you for asking my question beforehand. It's the Go Nuts for Donuts. It's really fun. It's also a strategic game. It's fun. Well, my children uh, love donuts, and and but I have food intolerances, so I cannot eat them. So what I do is actually on my to-do list, I draw. I don't know if you can see that. If I did donut. the to-do, then I draw a donut for myself. So sorry, this here. <laughs> So donuts are very present in our household and, and this this game is really fun. And there is also coffee and I love coffee. <clears throat> so it's a it's a strategic game, but it's also fun game for two players and more. And um but another one I love playing is uh, called it's in German, it's Nochmal. It's a dice and the, like you cross different combinations. There are six dice there and my husband and I play uh, quite often. And if you translate it, it's called once again, again. So these are the two, two games and they are quite fast. And this is actually reflects to how I create my self-motivational games. There is nothing too long except one game. It's about uh, getting enough sleep. This is like an endless... Uh, endless game <laughs> and i i call it super sleeper game so tell us about a, this game how, how, do, how do we get super sleep well you have to sleep if you sleep one night at least one night more than seven hours and it means seven hours and ten minutes is your minimum then you become a super sleeper and if you uh, my my son was the one who gave me the, the challenge if i manage it for five weeks in a row then i become a mega sleeper and uh, then if it's 50, then I became a giga sleeper and so on. So right now I'm a very proud exa sleeper. And it means that I had 125 nights uh, consequently of seven hours and 10 minutes sleep on average. And why I say on average, because there were some nights when I didn't manage it. So I started uh, creating some second, uh, second chance element or uh, prior achievement 
Joker and so on. So actually the game became very sophisticated um, and uh, the, it will be actually starring in my uh, next book, which is called Gameful Habits, because this is how it happens. You start, um, you start simple uh, and fun and then it, you develop it, develop it further and it becomes something sophisticated but simple for yourself. And uh, my children are my greatest uh, consultants here. So, uh, so we talk about sleep points and sleep score and streak. So I use the streak functionality which is famous for Duolingo and so on. And they have this also uh, streak freeze which I used for my jokers. So there is this, you know, um, curiosity for all kinds of functionalities, how you can bring them in those games, you know, and I love my super sleeper game. It's one of, one of my favorite. <laughs> it's really important to have those get outs first streak game mechanic because life changes, like things happen that get in the way and people can get quite depressed if they lose a streak. Exactly. So you can definitely, I've played one game where you can cash in points to buy a holiday ah. from the streak. Exactly. Like yes. And this is why I um, I think uh, habit trackers are quite unforgiving because you have this hole glaring at you, you know, in your streak, in your chain. And then you think, oh, OK, I failed. But actually, you can start again. And if if you have the second chance, uh, you know, or a streak, uh, streak freeze uh, functionality, then then you you are motivated and you get uh, you become a little bit strategic so <laughs> if i for example don't manage to sleep then during the day i'm thinking okay i will take a nap at that time and i even put maybe uh, an alarm for me to take a nap and to you know to recuperate the points or maybe to sleep more the next night you know and that that becomes fun so actually i'm not reluctant anymore to sleep enough i i really enjoy the game and earlier from my young adulthood even childhood um i i didn't sleep enough i that was a huge problem for me uh, that i was sleeping very very little and also I learned it. My, we know from our parents they worked a lot. My my father was working like long hours into the night as a professor at the university, so uh, we kind of learn what our parents do and we absorb it. And I was doing the same for many years. Uh, but now I sleep. Uh, yeah, as I said, over hundred nights. I am over seven hours and I'm I feel well. And it's just a byproduct. This is what I like about this turning habits into fun games. Well-being, health, it becomes a, a beautiful byproduct because I am so into, you know, having fun with my games. <laughs> so I, I don't try to manipulate being well, but I just have fun, you know. So that is what what I think also important uh, to communicate to people you don't you don't need to force uh, you know your progress you can just have fun and success will come with it that's a really interesting point because i noticed with the streaks how you've amended it and enhanced it over time <clears throat> and one of the things you see in games when you're playing someone else's game is people try and game the system and they find that much easier if they know how it works and how it's designed and the scoring system do you think if you're self-gamifying it's easier to game your own system. It's more likely, less likely. What are, you, what are your thoughts on this? Because I can imagine going, well, I think I'll give myself a get out of jail free card today. <laughs> that is a great, great question because this is what happened actually a couple of weeks uh, or one, two weeks ago. I was thinking, so I have this second chance and prior achievement uh, joker, but I gave myself a condition that I can use them only for the adjacent days. So the previous day or the next day. 
So if I slept uh, more the previous day, then I could use this hours, uh, this time if I didn't slept enough today. So I, I know it's New Year's Eve, for example, and I know I will not sleep enough, so I'll take a nap before, or I use the next days. So I said no more than these two adjustment days, so nothing previous or before or after. But actually, once I uh, almost lost the, my streak, and I was thinking, shall I give myself actually, you know, uh, also the further days? And, and I was very, very, yeah, I was contemplating this. But then I realized that that wouldn't be fun, because the fun in the games is when you have the rule and uh, the rules, and when you have a real chance to fail. And uh, so I talked to my children about that. I said, I will not do more jokers. And my daughter then said, you know what? Give yourself a checkpoint, like in Roblox. <laughs> when you don't manage a parkour, you don't fall to the beginning, to the zero, but to the checkpoint. And I realized, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. So I con con contemplated what could be a checkpoint for me. And I gave it to myself to half the number of the streak. So if uh, now I'm 125, so if I fall back, then it will be uh, like below 60. I will take a look which level it was, like Giga Sleeper, 50. So that would be where I will fall and then start again. So that's, um, you know, it's it's a brilliant question. We we need to have this possibility to fail. But the thing is, we, uh, there is this... Um, there is the possibility of having the balance of being both designer and player and to see, okay, am I trying to game the system as a player? Uh, of course, as a player, I could say, I don't like this game. I, 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 will, I will leave it. I will not play it. So tweak it. <laughs> so this is how I then tweak it a little bit, but I kind of find the compromise, you know, between. But the thing is, I know when I try to game the game, <laughs> you know, that, that, is, that is the thing. So we are both, if we, if we learn or practice to seeing what we think non-judgmentally and kindly, you know, um, and anthropologically like scientists. And this is why I like this anthropological approach, because this is what happens when people, when anthropologists study the culture. They observe it, but without judging. They don't say, okay, they eat something strange, <laughs> but they say, okay, they eat insects because they a lot of protein or because of some religious, you know, uh, rules that they have. So there is this non-judgmental um, observation. And if we do that with ourselves and like saying, okay, I now um, ducked away from this activity or ran away because there was some fear. Okay, what is this fear? What's happening? Why am I afraid of that? You know, so that to consider and, and that's just an amazing resource for ourselves. We've got kind of a little bit more time to wrap up now, Victoria. So our last few questions I'd like to ask is kind of, where have you seen the best examples of where gamification has been applied to create healthy behaviors, whether at an individual level or a population level? And then where do you think the future could be for gamification in, in health generally? Ah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I named a few examples like HealthWage and Habitica, and I think, um, and also there is Superbeta, of course, and 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 Zombies Run, um, and uh, 
what I like, for example, about health wage is that they use different ways of uh, uh, different games inside the platform. So there could be some challenges. You can organize a game. You can, there is uh, also the the wage. So there is some kind of game gambling <laughs> possibility. I don't know. Have you heard of healthy wage? Uh, so you, if especially for those who want to lose weight, they uh, they put the wage on themselves, saying, "I will uh, lose weight in that time, that amount of time, uh, and so many kilograms, for example." And then they pay, you know, the the um, uh, for the fitness studio, they pay this this amount, so they are wage the monthly for the fitness studio, wow. and. They, if they manage, and a, a friend of mine did that, and she managed, she got the money back, and I think even a little bit more. So, but if you lose, then you lose the money. <laughs> but this is uh, this is amazing because it's also a community, and they actually write on their website that uh, they use gamification. They have there is an article on their blog about that. Uh, so they use all kind of um, all kind of. Uh, it's also financial reward, but it's also a community. It's also uh, you know the competition with yourself and so on. So it's 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 a very multidimensional. And I think um, and you mentioned uh, Zombies Run that they keep the story always news and 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 they I heard that they have a award-winning authors writing the stories. And I think this is what should be the multidimensionality in that. And in addition to that, we really need to educate people in game design. And I'm really glad that that it's happening to you know to children uh, in our schools. And I also noticed, for example, with uh, my son, and he is 10 years old, so there is this preteen processes happening, you know, and and worries and and uh, growing up. And um, actually, we now started a project where he uh, he creates a new story, uh, and it's a gameful story. So he actually even wrote game story. So, and we work on characters and talk about that and so on and they're really funny and so on. So this is this is what it, it's it's about engaging, being here, so and 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 being playful all every step of the way, you know. And and um, I think this is this is the future because um, because when we are uh, developing healthy habits, and this is this is probably the challenge because. In, on one hand, we can ask, we are social beings as humans, and we can ask for help, and there are doctors to advise us, and there are fitness uh, uh, trainers and coaches, but <laughs> with, it's still a single-player game. <laughs> the motivation is still a single-player game, so we need... We need to to make. We need to step into the game. We need to say, okay, I am playing now. <laughs> so, uh, and that is, we need to empower people and show them that it's actually not that hard. Because with this three and it, this three in one tool that I call self gamification, it's not that I invented it. It's just I discovered it. <laughs> I, I also discovered, saw that successful people uh, are successful in what they do because they are immensely aware they are self-aware so they really uh, also kind to themselves and study themselves and 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 also humorous about their behavior you know and also they progress with small steps they they just all incrementally nothing like a big leap but even stuntmen they start you know training 
parkour. I, I saw small children training parkour. It wasn't like immediately between the rooftops, you know, <laughs> jumping, but just a small bench. And this is how you start. And, and if we, uh, for example, as you mentioned, uh, Ben, when you start talking with someone and, and to help them uh, to maybe create a healthy habit, then, then show them that small steps are possible. And I just recalled an example in Robert Maurer's book. Uh, he was uh, advising a woman who, um, single mother, and he was over, she was overweight, and she had problems to, you know, to exercise every day. And the doctor said, do it every half an hour. And she said, I, every day, half an hour, I cannot do it. That, it doesn't work. And then uh, Robert Maurer, who was consulting that uh, doctor, he was there present and he suggested, you know what, um, when do you relax? He asked her and she said, I relax uh, in the evening when the children are in bed, I just watch my favorite program. And he said, is there uh, other commercials there? And, he, and she said, yes. And he said, can you maybe run for just one minute for commercial every day during that commercial on one place? And she said, yeah, I can do that. And he said, uh, call me every day and, and tell me how was it for you? And there was an answering machine and she was giving feedback. So you see, that's very gainful. It's a small step being aware and then giving feedback, you know, and there was yeah. one month. Yeah, one month. And then she was wondering, what can I do more? And she did more, more every month with the feedback to him, with working with him. And at some point she was exercising half an hour and more every day. And she found the time. And this is how this is the start with small steps, being aware and finding a fun way. And this is for her fun way, relaxing way was watching this, you know, show that she had. We can put great background music and so on. So this is this what I would what what why I don't stop, you know, writing those <laughs> books and creating the content because it's empowering me. But I see how it empowers ours and it's others. And it's really simple. It's very, very simple. It sounds like there's some concept there for like tiny games to get people started. Sounds yes, like. yes, absolutely. Or uh, actually I uh, used, I don't know, where did I use it? Ah, in the course that I just finished, Atomic Games. <laughs> um, because, you know, the games, are they, they have this fractal, uh, fractal character, nature to them. Like in nature, do you know, um, you probably know the fractals. If you see the, uh, you know, the, the trees, and the leaf, the yeah. leaf has the same, you know, structure as the tree. Yeah. And the, the games are absolutely the same. Every small step in the game, it's a mini, mini game. So, uh, um, and I like this expression by James Clear about atomic habits. Atoms are small, but they are powerful. And the same is with atomic games, <laughs> if we can uh, call them th this way. So it really can add up. So every small step on the way is a quest, a, a micro quest, atomic quest. <laughs> Fantastic. Victoria, it's been a great to have you on. Um, I think my big takeaway is that uh, we should be giving everyone a die so they can go and roll <laughs> themselves to get between one to six to see what their activity could be. But as, as a game of chance, it means that responsibility isn't on you, it's on the luck of the draw, which means that you're more likely to maybe give it a shot when it comes up. Um, thank you for so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. And it's been great to speak. Thank it's been brilliant. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's been brilliant, Victoria. You've uh, 
inspire me. It's like gamer, game thyself first. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me and for possibility to share this. And yes, have a die always with yourself.